welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. It's me, Jesse, and to my left this time we have... Folks, hello, it's Dean Hayden. I almost messed that one up. I thought I was the left. No. Um, I'm Chance. Nice to meet you. I will never give my last name. No, that's a wise decision. Yeah, that's my... yeah I, don't, I don't want people to find me. <laughs> so, uh, folks, before we get started, I have a, a couple quick announcements here. The first is a, a brief content warning. There are a lot of curses and cusses galore uh, in this episode, so be warned. Uh, next, uh, well, Megan won't be joining us on our program this evening. Uh, we do have some good news to share. She has been promoted to the position of campaign manager for the Derek Sloan campaign That's right. for his run for conservative leadership. She's Chief Kaiser now. Yeah. Good uh, for her. Yeah. Her genius was recognized after she had the idea to tape images of the children's television show Ni Hao Kai Lan to a punching bag <laughs> uh, in order to motivate Sloan to work out and make him look less like a pathetic driveling worm. Yeah. Less Belville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little less Belville. Yeah, Megan's asked me to announce for the podcast that uh, Sloan can now bench 75 pounds good. Uh, and pa- plans on using uh, the superior European fighting style of getting pissed drunk off of three beers and then screaming across the bar about how you totally fucked them up if you weren't on probation in order to defeat the evil Chinese communists who <laughs> gave us COVID-19, of course. I, I'm really looking forward to Yeah, his, no, I'm, I'm, and I'm proud of her. You know, she worked hard for that. Yeah, it takes a lot. Yeah. She yeah. was also the mastermind of the hilarious uh, WAP parody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, WAP, <laughs> instead of wet-ass pussy, it's Wuhan as planned. And it's <laughs> an absolute yeah. bop. Yeah, no, she is going to, yeah, really, really take McKay to task with that one. Uh, <laughs> folks, although we are, we're, ha- we're having fun, but uh, in darker news, I'm afraid that I also have to announce that our podcast has been forced to cut ties with Temujin Borjanin. Uh, also known as Genghis Khan, due to a calculated smear campaign by online leftists. Yeah, I'm really uh, upset. I'm really upset about I'm, this one. Not oh, gonna I'm lie. worked up. Bro, Genghis Khan gets such a bad rap. Like, you yeah. ever meet him at a party? He's so down to earth. He's really funny. He's really generous, too. Yeah. Yeah, these boys never smoked Buddha with Genghis Khan before. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And we know that. We love him. Bro, he let me have, like, the rest of the person he was eating. <laughs> like, that's yeah. such a big thing. No, like, he Angus... offered me a Thai stick. I didn't think it was an actual Thai person. Yeah, right. fucked. <laughs> but cool. Yeah, no, like, Genghis has always been a big supporter of the show. He's one of the first listeners that we had. One of the first uh, guests, too. Yeah, yeah. He's someone that I definitely in times of crisis would turn to for guidance bro he's always in the, ch- the twitch chat donating bits and <laughs> yeah. you know uh gifting subs to all the followers yeah, yeah. he was the one who uh convinced us to have the pyramid of skulls emoji yeah uh, that's true in, in our twitch chat which, which has been a, yeah, a fan which is favorite a yeah bro, he just wasn't the same after xxx tension died <laughs> no yeah, <laughs> yeah that hit really, him hard him being thing. like him being our moderator like it really worked out like we didn't we had the cleanest chat ever since he moderated our Twitch chat. Oh, yeah. No, he got rid of everybody. Yeah, he wiped anyone out. Every single person. There was no one in the chat. After. Yeah, it was crazy. Yes, unfortunately, we we do have to cancel him. Uh, we've also executed him, as is the requirement from the Tumblr leftist jihadists. So he is dead, uh, if you weren't aware. He's long dead. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. There were tears <laughs> in my eyes as I pulled the trigger. But you know what? He, he looked at me. And oddly enough, it was john wayne playing him so oh. even though this traditional person of color was actually a white cowboy man who had taped eyes they looked you know in a fashion that was not his own so okay uh. it's quite unfortunate but yeah we're, we're gonna miss him uh i think people need to realize that death changes people uh he's up there with xxx tension uh yep i don't know beating women in heaven that's the two, <laughs> the two things I knew they do it was together. Coming. yeah I was waiting for that bomb. Continuing the trend of dark news, uh, a few weeks ago we discussed the death of a gaming icon, which I erroneously believe to be Regis Philbin. (laughs) But today I do have another death of a gaming icon. I'm going to read you the title of this. 
Bethesda Games issues statement on the death of board member Robert Trump. No! The company behind Fallout and Elder Scrolls says President Trump's brother was a constant source of guidance and counsel for the company for more than two decades. He actually wrote the lusty Argonian maid. Like, he just had that ready for them. <laughs> hey, we don't bring up the maid so, in public, buddy. Robert Trump sat on the board of ZeniMax Media, which is the parent company of Bethesda Games. And what has struck me on my drive over here is it all makes sense now. If you look at the way the Trump family stands, mm -hmm. they stand like Bethesda NPCs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck. They're Skyrim characters. Yeah, yeah. They're like glitched out Skyrim <laughs> Nords. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if I caught them T-posing like on top of a table just because their <laughs> their uh, pathfinding was all fucked up. Baron had trouble getting through the door, like loading in, so he got stretched. Then he yeah. just been stuck that <laughs> yeah. way until he's, a hard reset. Yeah, his like his ears like stuck in the skybox <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was famously easy to take documents off Trump's desk. <laughs> That's why there was a all national security. <laughs> Put a bucket over his head. <laughs> That's, that was the big concern. That was the, what the Russia Gate stuff was about. Yeah, yeah, they had a KGB yeah. guy come in to start the quest, and he glitched Trump's dialogue tree. <laughs> yeah, so he was unable to reclaim the documents that he'd been fetched from. Like when, it's fucked up. Yeah, it was. It was really funny when they found the tapes of Russia actually pickpocketing all <laughs> of Hillary's emails out of Trump's back pocket. It was crazy. Stop, yeah. thief. <laughs> <laughs> you have violated the law. Yeah. <laughs> you criminal scum. But, like, Eric and Don Jr. do have, like, the general intelligence level of, like, a Skyrim peasant. Yeah. Like, I think they have the same <laughs> belief system. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because uh, even, I don't know if you guys even remember this, but Oblivion, there was, like, uh, an emotion tree yes. where, like, you would have to persuade them. And as you went over, like, an option, it would change their facial features <laughs> yeah. from, like, a big smile to, like, I don't like it when you say that big frowny face. Uh, you know, I found it really weird during the interviews when they were checking their notes and you just see them go through the range <laughs> of emotions. <laughs> they just cycle through the emotions <laughs> they were right. practicing. Yeah. It, it does make a lot of sense because every time I saw one of the Trump kids, there was a heads-up display next to them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, what? Like, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, Robert Trump has passed away. We'll never forget his work as the lead programmer on Fallout 4. <laughs> <laughs> the man carried it on his back. I had no idea he was connected. Yes. Oh. Yeah, no one did. When <laughs> I saw fuck? that article two days ago, I was like, I know exactly what I would like to discuss on the show today. And that is the strange familial connection. And as we've seen, physical and spiritual connection between the Trumps and the incredibly broken Bethesda games. Yeah, it, you know, we're all part of Todd's game. Do you think he... The Trump family dialogue, like it all adds up. Like they were the writers of the dialogue trees, one hundred percent. Completely disjointed. Yeah, yeah, like it's so fucked up. And then Baron like, is a Daedric prince. If you if you say something to them, they like have to repeat it back to you, regardless of what you've said. Baron is actually a giant. <laughs> if you, if you, yeah. if I, would, I would love for Baron to uppercut me and for me to ragdoll yeah. 50 halfway, feet into the air halfway across the map that'd one be of, so fucking cool one of the White House staff tried to take his Nintendo Switch and he slammed his hand down on the ground and yes they glitched through <laughs> the skybox and I wanted to broach it because another thing that has entered uh, at least my mind palace and I think yours as well is the discussion of D&D &D characters and their races yes and to me the D&D &D character races are kind of like a Rorschach test of prejudice because everybody interprets them a little it's differently. It's very interesting. So for oh, a little yeah. background, well, let, let's let's get into role play. Mm. Do you want to let's talk about our wildest fantasy? Wait, are we going to RP right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm ready gonna, to RP. Yeah. All right, Chancellor, you're Alexandra Cooper. Uh, Dean, you're Avi Shapiro. <laughs> no, hang on. No, I'm I was, doing that. I was that's, in Afghanistan. That's when the mics are turned off. <laughs> Damn. Okay, but as an intro, many companies, in an effort to save face slash make this political moment about them, uh, have released statements in the weeks after the death of George Floyd about how they're going to remove problematic elements from their products and do better. So NBC pulled depictions of blackface out of 30 Rock. Uh, the Simpsons promised that all POC characters would be voiced by POC in the near future. And Wizards of the Coast which is the company behind all of the games that were once like ruled by Satan and would make your kid like sacrifice his friends and like do cool shit. And now is mostly like a vehicle for soy faced voice actors to pretend to have meaningful relationships. <laughs> that is true. Uh, have announced plans to change the way player races are depicted in Dungeons and Dragons. So in a statement, they talked about how certain races uh, 
with the dark elves and the orcs being a prime example have been characterized as monstrous and inherently evil using descriptions reminiscent of real world ethnic groups and how that's not what their game's about they want their game to be inclusive and diverse and that they're going to change that in the future uh, so they've said in uh, future installments and in books they are going to rewrite the lore to make the drow uh, the dark elves and orcs just as morally and culturally complex not have them just be the spawn of evil gods uh, and they're <laughs> they're also uh, going to change racial ability bonuses <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, this is this is a bit of a deep cut <laughs> yeah. uh, but for folks who haven't played the game different races have different ability modifiers that changes their in-game stats so a human gets a plus one in everything and uh, an orc which is one of the examples that we're talking about gets minus two intelligence and uh that makes some people very uncomfortable and that's very bell curvy uh shit uh so they're getting rid of that before we delve into some of the reactions to this where are you guys on this right now on, on if orcs are racist yeah just like what's been put out by wizards what do you think oh um i don't know i feel like the balancing made sense before <laughs> like like i don't know i i honestly have no idea where my stance is on this yeah like i i've i've heard this argument many times it's come up a lot like yeah. a lot a lot like since even um like when tolkien was writing right like uh, i can go into more detail if you wish yeah yeah but uh, like jesse how do you feel about so the stat change here's at least. the thing that takes a lot of the fun out of the game because i have the most fun when i'm playing a combination of class and race that are incompatible such okay. as an orc rogue because i have a great time just fucking things up <laughs> and being an idiot I, yeah i can speak from experience like i i think i understand why they're doing it but at the same time to me the ideal way to play D&D is to not be so immersed in the lore that your brain is clicking and whirring, but just be like, <laughs> this is the world, and this is my understanding of it. That's, that's It's so much more fun. I never played, like, my orc character as, like, a racialized person. Mm -hmm. I basically just played him as Shrek in a jumpsuit. Right. And that's the best way to play D&D. &D. It, it's tough. Like, I honestly, like, I've been reading about this for a while, and I don't know where I fall. And, like, obviously, I'm a white dude, so, like, fuck me and what I have to say. But, like, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not across All right. Yeah, 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 everyone agrees. Yeah, that I'm just going to keep going with what other people are saying. So this whole discourse was kicked off uh, by a couple of tweets in April. And then Christian Hoffer of comicbook.com put out, like, what became the piece about this. Why orcs are problematic in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, swirly this homie. <laughs> he talks about how, like, in the books, in like fifth edition books, it's been worse in previous books that, like, I didn't even want to do research into. So we're just talking about like current, present Dungeons and Dragons. Talks about how orcs have a limited capacity for empathy, love, and compassion compared to humans, and he talks about how that's fucked up. And then Tolkien, because orcs come from like, you know, fantasy in general and like medieval folk tales, but orcs as they exist in Dungeons and Dragons are very heavily based on Lord of the Rings. And in, in which Tolkien describes orcs inherently evil and described them in a letter, not in actual, any actual book as degraded and repulsive versions of, of people, the Europeans to the least lovely Mongol type. Ooh, so yeah. not great that is a real problem yeah not yeah. good at all here's the thing though i don't give a shit about tolkien or his books so i think i still have the right level of investment in D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> i just see orcs as like you know big muscly guys that's sick i don't care what color yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> wait yeah they're meatheads it's not even a race it's just like a muscle here's mass thing, thing. <laughs> you want to know what i see orcs as either brit i think orcs are welsh <laughs> i'm gonna say because it's that's like the depiction they're they're just big dumb guys yeah and i can say that i think really i have i have an opinion for every D, &D race i don't think that they are racialized people but i think there are nationalities associated with them and that's how i prefer to play D. yeah &D. that's a lot funnier for sure like hoffer's whole argument boils down to the fact that these depictions even if they don't represent like one specific race or group of people just the idea of boiling down and simplifying a race of people to a set of characteristics leads to pe like 
people in general, sort of like cultivation theory stuff, you seeing other groups of people in the real world as being monolithic. Yes. I would say, though, orcs are not people. Orcs are explicitly another species. It's like, that's the thing, though. It's like the races in the game aren't so much races as they are species. Right. (laughs) But they can interbreed. Yeah, I know. But it's still like I wouldn't. Races seems a little inaccurate because you can have different colored humans in D&D still but like an orc is not a human an elf is not a human yeah. they're not really races they're species yeah it's so, it's like the difference between like neanderthal and homo sapien yeah it's a completely you know? like they're not the same but mm-hmm. to get to get real nerdy on y'all what's the name of the uh the people that tend to live in like the east like the eastern coastal oh. people that are usually depicted as like black and oh. you guys know what i'm talking I about just greeks know- no, I just know uh, in, in like I, I don't even D&D. know if it's in D and D, but I know it's I, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the I, yeah, I don't know what those people in D and D. I think the only thing that like I saw as offensive is like the Asian kind of nationality and race in D and D are called the Mulan. <laughs> They're called the Mulan, which is insane. which is rough. Okay, that's a little that's a little much. I was like, I read that, and I'm yeah. not like a who, but I was like, all right, guys, yeah, you can't stuff. do that. Yeah, I think I think of all the things to tackle. Like I think orcs is just like this is what you're putting your energy into. Imagine if you name the black, you know, people from like people of color in D and D that have dark skin as the Remington Steels. It's like mm. you can't name them after a racialized <laughs> yeah. person or character. Right, right. Man, that's actually fucked up. Like it, it goes deeper than what these articles are talking about too. Like I, I read a few. Sorry, Lexington th- Steel, not Remington Steel. Remington Steel is Pierce Brosnan, for the record. <laughs> I haven't seen his dick. No, too yeah. bad. But I've read a fair num a fair number of these articles, and they're talking just about like orcs. They're talking about drow, which are like dark skinned elves that live underground and yeah. like worship an evil spider god. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of other races in D and D that are sort of like off to the side, not as like central in the books and stories, but like arguably more fucked up. Yeah. Like you are familiar with the lizard folk, right? Yep. They're cool. Lizard folk are cool, uh, but they are like specifically based on and well again, specifically is hard to narrow down, but they're like a tribal people yep. that live in the jungle. So it's like fairly uh, easy to draw comparisons to like Amazonian tribes and like different like indigenous people yeah, yeah. of South America. And they got uh, uh, they, you know, and their their dialect is his, yeah, the, the like pigeon English and stuff like that. I won't lie to you. I've never considered the lizard folk to be that. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like they're they're like these these tribal people that like have like the shamanistic religion, and they are also like cold blooded predators who are monstrous and just kill anyone else they see uh, on sight. I just always saw them as like a Roman gladiator thing, just because they're always Ooh. carrying around like spears and shields yeah and that's the thing is that like everything's so open to interpretation but i i could be wrong but i think it's very very difficult if not impossible to create a new culture whole cloth you're always going to be borrowing bits from history and from other actual people Mm -hmm. um and then when you dress like these pieces of culture in the this is the monstrous race that you have to fight Mm -hmm. Uh, these are the killers in lizard clothing uh, it's weird. There's also the the Kuatoa. Yeah, oh, I love Bionicle. <laughs> the Kuatoa <laughs> are a race of fish-headed people who live in the seas, and they are depicted as very stupid, very primitive, and they also um, have this weird power where anything that they worship becomes a god. Because if they just see something they don't understand, they'll start worshiping it. And if enough of them do that, that thing becomes a deity in the game and then gets different stats. But, like, that's, that's again, I wanna play those based guys. on, like, actual, uh, like, historical events where, like, tribal people in South America have, like, worshipped planes and stuff. And it just, it smacks, it's a cool story, but it just smacks of, as exploitative, weird, I don't know. Can well, I? I think... Uh, Go ahead, Jesse. I was going to say, like, do you think, let's, okay, so it seems like you know this because you're putting all this extra research in, mm-hmm. but if someone like me approached a D&D book without doing that extra research, do you think they would find all this as, like, distinctly racialized or, like, specified to a culture? Because this is all, like, new information to me. I'd see, like, the fish people and be like, I don't see them necessarily as racial things. I'm just like, oh, they're, like, archetypes. Like, 
these are the dumb people. Yeah. yeah. Sick. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to <laughs> play as them. I, I think you kind of raise a good point about archetypes and like uh, archetypal writing, especially in fantasy where it is so like strong and like the archetypal definitions are what drive a lot of the story mm-hmm. and is usually what these stories are based on. And I, and I think, I think, like I said, I think you bringing that up and the difference between like a, a, a character character archetype and like a racial stereotype is you know like you could draw the conclusions or you could draw the lines between the two but i think like you were saying earlier about like the the rorschach test where it's like where do you want to see it right yeah like i feel like for the most part yeah you would just see it as like kind of how you would tell these stories mm-hmm. right but at the same time i don't know if you guys have ever read or looked into like the tales of earth sea series Ursula K. Le Guin. Yes, yeah. yeah. And and like you were talking before about how like you can't start fresh when it comes to these things without drawing in some kind of like historical context. Mm-hmm. And like her book, like every single character that is seen as like the the good characters are all black and like the Nords character are actually like the lesser right okay and like and and there's a lot of interesting things going on there and then like she messes around with like male and female like lead roles Mm. a lot and and so i think you can kind of like turn this stuff on its head yeah you can but i think it's safe to say that the majority of fantasy and the fantasy canon is very eurocentric very obsessed with the minutian details of european folklore and like european history i would say ours is but i don't know if i could say that about fantasy altogether because like fantasy is a big big genre i think you're definitely right that a lot of the stuff that is mainstream here the the canon yeah is definitely inspired by a lot of nordic stuff the the tolkien spinoff stuff Mm -hmm. and this is something we talked about in like the drama course it's like took here at queens but like there's such a rich history of like culture and folklore from across the world that is like i wish we could explore it more in depth because there's so many interesting stories that never get told especially in the fantasy realm that are like oh just amazing yeah but it's yeah like uh, what we're used to is definitely very nord centric which is funny because i don't know i don't think the nords are all that particularly interesting or impressive like yeah you walked across an ice bridge. Guess what, idiot? People can do that from Wolf Island every single year, and they're way drunker. <laughs> That's right. They did it so often they had to ban them from doing it because people kept drowning. I was going to say, I was thankful. I, I wish I had read it before today's show. My lovely partner picked me up a book yesterday, actually, and it's called Maiden Mother Crone, and it's trans femme writers mm. writing short stories in the fantasy realm. And seeing how they play with those archetypes, right? Hmm. I think you can do some interesting stuff with that and kind of turn it into more of a teaching moment rather than like it's so shitty because it's the opposite of what I say when it comes to real life things. I think I have a different space when it comes to art mm-hmm. in general and like storytelling because in real life I'm like, yeah, tear down Sir Johnny's statue. Fuck. Yeah. Like, let's rewrite history, baby. Yeah. Whereas in this, I'm like, no, let's actually turn it into a teaching moment, <laughs> which is the opposite of what I would normally say. But I think it makes more sense in the art realm because that is so established, right? And you're also, like, actively engaging with with art. Whereas yeah. you're it's very an ever-evolving thing. Passively engaging with a statue. You walk past it every day, but you don't really think of it other than, oh, there's Sir John A. McDonald's statue. So, like, I think you could turn it into something that is actually like empowering or has representation for people and minorities and stuff like that yeah and that's (laughs) like unless anyone else has anything to say i might wrap it up i have one i have something to wrap it up with which is i'll provide you with and we can debate this but my definitive understanding of the DD races is nationalities okay so orcs welsh because the british are afraid of them yep okay and Uh, they're big and dumb High elves, British pedophiles, all oh, they're all <laughs> they're all tor- yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have just said British. Yeah, it's, it's eyes true. wide shut shit. Uh, tabaxi, the treacherous Serb. Of course, <laughs> the cat people are definitely the Serbians. Of I have course. no doubt about it. Quick hands, quick feet. That's mm-hmm. true. Sharp claws, dwarves. Oh, 
dwar- like it's too easy to do Scottish. I was going to yeah. say the Scottish or the Irish. Lord right? of the Rings. No, dwarves are Boston Irish. Ah, uh, so. yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. You know, <laughs> no, but dwarves are like actually good at trades. Ooh. <laughs> 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 that was that was a hot take. Uh, all no, of our Boston, fuck it. Boston dwarves Irish are Albertans. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like <laughs> they're only good at one specific thing. Dig, 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 and they all have like Napoleon complexes. And they hate rats. <laughs> and they do hate rats. Uh, okay, tieflings. Oh, the, the, the t- demon folk. The tieflings. That's a good one. I. <sighs> the tiefling is tough. Leftist. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> the French. <laughs> no, I like tieflings. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe like. The cool French, the Jerry Lee Lewis French. Yeah. No, wait, no, I guess he wasn't French, but like, like the them. ones that like smoke cigarettes and have like four or five mistresses. Yeah, like the French like that the are actually in France French. The, the, yeah. yeah, the French in France that go out and riot if they try and raise the price of a stereo at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just destroy <laughs> the country. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Cut off uh, his head. He okay, what, what about okay? What what are the Quebecers then? Oh, the French Canadians. French Canadians. Ah, uh, you could argue. I I can see half orc because they're passionate and powerful. Oh, so they're half. And they have Welsh. bad haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say because they have a partial mastery over their native tongue. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a big difference between Parisian French and Quebecois. So, uh, is there any other like mainline that we've missed? I think uh, we, got we missed halflings and gnomes, but oh. those are just children. <laughs> yeah, those are <laughs> the worst nationality of all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're residents of life. Little St. James. <laughs> oh, oi, oh, oi. <laughs> That's who the gnomes are. Yeah. They're all from a specific island. St. Jamington. Yeah, right. Epstein's army. Cool. Well, uh, I, I just want to wrap it up by saying I don't think any of this matters. Um, <laughs> None of what you just listened to. No, yeah, the, the last matters. 15 True. minutes was bullshit. We've deceived you. Uh, uh, as, I, as I sort of hinted to at the start, I sort of see this as sort of like cultural signaling and almost like a little pageant show over here being like, oh, like, look, we're progressing as, as a culture. We're thinking about how we represent POC people, which is important, but it's not nearly as important as having like material change yeah. uh, and police reformation and all of the things that actually affect people's day to day lives. You know, what it reminds me of, Dean. It reminds me of like when you walk past a bank. And they have like the LGBTQ flag up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And you're like, what the hell does this mean? Drives me nuts. You're literally yeah. you spent three dollars to get a flag. Good on you. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's very similar yeah, well, to Gay that. Well, money spends just as well. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: RBC supporting queer people is great until they deny my loan for Femboy Hooters too, <laughs> which is the improved version of Femboy Hooters. I guess what it comes down to is if you're going to make these stances. You better actually put some money where your mouth is. Like, I want to see Wizards of the Coast actually fund something. I want a Wizards of the Coast BLM militia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want so them to. Sick. I want Wizards I want of the them Coast to, fund. to actually make orcs. I want them to fund the Black Panthers <laughs> with orcs. I want to see the Black <laughs> Panthers like walking down the street with like long swords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like the little half scimitar blades. <laughs> That's so slave. I want them he to pulls out an Uchi Katana. <laughs> Imagine. Like, <laughs> A Black Panther uh, militia that is able to cast like level three fireballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, they're all homie. Oh my god! Yeah, they're all like level four in the destruction magics and so. like. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of sexual harassment, uh, are you boys uh, ready to read about some sexual harassment? <gasps> Yeah, Dean, I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> what a segue. Uh, in case you are unfamiliar, dear listener, Kamala Harris has been fingered as uh, Joe Biden's <laughs> beef. Kamala Harris has been fingered. <laughs> careful. <laughs> careful. I was, getting, I was getting through it. Kamala Harris uh, has been chosen. Wet ass pussy. <laughs> as Kamala Harris leaking Biden's all over the floor. VP. I'm happy for her. And Biden has locked down the battleground state of California, California. for the Dems, uh, which is great. I don't think there's a more out-of-touch pick than Kamala Harris. In a year where police brutality is more visible and more talked about than ever before, they choose the the cop from California. The the best thing is, like, leftists are like, yo, Biden, she's a fucking cop. 
and conservatives are like, she wants to defund the police. Yeah, radical yeah. left. It's like yeah. nobody likes this shit, man. Oh, yeah. And like <laughs> I've, I've got a couple articles that are exactly that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That uh, two sides of the coin here. Harris is so cool. I, the winning pick for the, the VP nod is definitely the woman who dropped out before anyone actually voted because no one was excited about her. I yeah. will tell you, the K-Hive is purely why she got this. Because let's, okay, let's look at this objectively. They issued a curse on Bernie Sanders against his blood praying to the Junie, and it worked. Yeah. He did drop out, not more than like, Five weeks later. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. I've never really thought about. Who are we talking the, about? So the K Hive are Kamala Harris's like diehard supporters. Essentially, oh. like they're actually a really interesting mix because a lot of them were like Hillary. I'm with her. Like 2016 and 2008, like dead enders. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Hillary, you know, was shot off into space, and they immediately switched to Kamala Harris. Yeah, and it's not really known why she like. <laughs> Kamala has the same sort of void of charisma That's true. as uh, Hillary Clinton. I'm but Hillary chilling. Clinton was sort of known on the national stage. That's the thing. Like Kamala did have a lot of momentum two years ago. And then, like you mentioned, she completely fizzled out. Her only meaningful moment in the 2020 race was slamming her running mate yeah. at the first debate. Fucking talking about oh, yeah. eviscerating like, him on busing. Segregation and yeah. busing. Yeah, yeah. That that was wild. And then she's just like, they're like, ah, it's fine. Don't even don't even worry about it. But the K-Hive then rallied around their fallen leader. And these are like... I don't know how to describe them. They're kind of like astrology moms. They're they're astrology moms. They're wine moms. Like essentially racist when they want to be. Essential oils. I think there's a crossover there. I think that's a probably pretty accurate summation of it. Yeah, they they are vitriolic and would, again, curse Bernie Sanders with blood magic. They they prayed that he would have a heart attack. Yeah, and go straight to hell. Yes, they, they they cast hexes on him through the power of the Junie. And eventually it did work. And I think truly they're like the only way to stop the MAGA diehards is with the most unhinged of the fan bases, yeah. which, you know what, Not a, is the yeah, chaos. That is the strategy Bernie bros are like, yeah, one of them did try to shoot Steve Scalise, which is cool parody, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> but like the K-Hive might, they wouldn't just like shoot a congressman they would like detonate a nuke <laughs> like, these, these are the guys no, they, they would, would banish him to the shadow realm that's true they would like look the bernie bros they missed their chance to kill a sitting congressman the k-hive will not <laughs> yeah, that's that's, right. that's very true like if they target mike pence we're never going to see him there won't even be remains left to find and that is a power we do need to respect. Yeah, I respect my cool. my brothers and sisters in the K-Hive, even if Kamala Harris. And it's so interesting. Just like with Hillary, how do these people that have zero charisma attract such like vitriolic and diehards? I don't know. I think maybe it's because they, again, are so void and so empty that their followers feel the need to project even more energy to make up for that. I think it's partially that, but it's partially because they are so empty and like free of any really strong points they can just project their ideology yeah. and their agenda onto them they're like oh that's of true of course kamala wants to defund the police even though she very proudly declared herself at one point as california's top cop as a prosecutor mm-hmm. they see them as these avatars for political self-fulfillment whereas you can't necessarily do that to the same extent with someone like bernie sanders who does actually have a consistent internal political logic for the yeah, most part and has for the last like yeah. 40 50 they, years kamala and hillary's changed their minds so much that they're like oh they, they could truly think they believe anything and that means they can think they believe what they exactly believe what that individual thinks that's yeah. fascinating because yeah they are truly like charisma vacuums mm-hmm. or it could be um a case of the other way around where the people that are so into it are so into it because they're also those flip floppers. So they kind of need that person who not only does oh, the same thing. They just thing. like the fact that they're angry. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The actual policies don't matter. That is a very you, democratic trait for yeah, sure. Yeah, where it's just like, I, I like her because I see myself in her and that yeah. gets me riled well, I right I like up. her because she's not Trump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Folks, I do have a couple articles to skim through here. One was in the Times. It's uh, written by Maureen Dowd. Uh, oh, don't tell me about this one, Dean. Do you know Maureen? Oh, Dowd? I know why? all about this Why one. Why do I know Maureen? Dowd? Oh, Maureen wait, Dowd wait until you cool. hear about this. 
the cool like she is actually dope in that she likened Hillary Clinton to the Terminator. <laughs> uh, here's the quote: She's "A ruthless wrong. cyborg, where unless every circuit is out, she'll regenerate enough to claw her way out of the grave." Wow. Which is true. Yeah, it's kind of fire. Although she loses points because she once dated Aaron Sorkin. Uh oh. Okay. You know what she also did in that article that she posted? I don't know if you heard about this. They had to uh, edit the article three or four times because she. This s- one? Biden dreams of Camelot? Yes. Oh. Because she said in the original article, it said um, that Kamala Harris was the first female to ever. Uh, oh, was oh, it this get, article? Get yeah. the vice president, which isn't no, true. No, it, it was the uh, yeah to they get said on the that, ballot. I think yeah, which isn't yeah, they, true because what's the guy's name uh, who ran in the eighties? Uh, well, there's Hillary Clinton, Sarah Palin, and uh, even, oh, and right. Kamala. Even there, even before that though, I believe it was Walter Mont. No, not Mondale. It was the guy who lost to Reagan the second time. So she mentions that she, she what it originally said was there was only one other female on a ballot mm-hmm. before, and it was and it 80s. was yeah, it was in the eighties. Michael Dukakis, and and she was like, and it's been a long time since then and people <laughs> immediately tweeted at her and they were like 2016 like that's <laughs> not that long yeah. ago 2008 yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She, she legitimately just like despises hillary clinton and like wants to erase her from history <laughs> she just doesn't which exist is baller she was, that is kind of sick but it is wrong <laughs> she's really big on benghazi she's a benghazi truther <laughs> benghazi stan <laughs> i am a benghazi stan i really like when benghazi did there um. <laughs> Bro, when's Benghazi 2 gonna happen? <laughs> when that gonna drop? Yeah, people are waiting for Despacito 2. I'm waiting for Benghazi 2, boys. <laughs> she uh, starts by recounting a meeting that she had with Nixon after he had abdicated the throne. And uh, she talks about how Nixon warned like oh like uh that clinton he might clinch it but like he's gotta get uh get a hold of that mouthy wife of his because she's she's too strong and intelligent and he looks like a wimp and then she's like (laughs) nixon was wrong and women are good which is true i'm i'm a simp now your girlfriend's not here (laughs) (laughs) yeah come on man yeah, you can uh, be honest here. She she mentions later that Biden looks confident for choosing <laughs> an accomplished woman who delivered a haymaker to him in the debate. Biden looks confident. Biden isn't making decisions. Biden doesn't know where he is. <laughs> he once said, "Boy, my dad drive a car." What does that mean? <laughs> like that's the most coherent thing he said in nine months. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, man, I was, I you know, we, I chose one of them. And, like, that's it. Like, that's his... He can't pick out the clothes he wears. He's not making any decisions. (laughs) Oh, quick sidebar. Did you guys see the absolute absurdity that was the DNC, like, virtual conference last night? I don't know if we have time to get into it. I would just like to mention the performance. I have no idea who this man was. No, it's insane. In between vignettes, which had people like Amy Klobuchar and John fucking Kasich... Speaking, uh, AOC got one minute, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they had a performance of the classic, uh, was it Buffalo Springfield? Yeah. Uh, There's something happening here. Yeah. And it was... It was a haunting. To a chroma keyed background of an American flag. And it was like just some... I don't know if it was a guy from Buffalo Springfield, but just the old man playing the guitar it, really shittily. It as really... Yeah. It like, felt like a Tim and Eric bit. It did... Oh, like, God. It le- did like legitimately feel like Tim and Eric, but if it was starring like a high school... Like not High School Musical, the show, but a guy in high school doing a musical as the lead. Yeah. Because he was like doing weird movements and had a cape and he fucking sucked. Yeah, it's cool. That'll definitely be our outro music. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, folks. She talks about uh, how the Republicans can't really deal with Kama. Uh, she's just like too strong and that they're, they're throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and nothing's happening. She quotes Carlson to, to show like just how you know, moronic he is when uh, Carlson says, is America ready for a shallow hectoring rich lady whose only real fans work at hedge funds and MSNBC? To which I say, yes, America has been that way for years. (laughs) I don't think you could find a a better synopsis of American culture than a a rich lady whose only fans work at hedge funds and MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. Only fans? 
Huh? <laughs> I would love. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, remember, I don't, I don't know if they touch on this in either article. Do you remember when uh, Kamala went on fucking Sway in the morning and talked about smoking weed in college? I was just oh, going to, I was literally oh just going to bring this up. Okay, good. Then I'll let you do your things. You can describe that if you wish, though. Like, so she was on Sway in the morning and she talks about. In the most disjointed, like, clearly either it didn't happen or she's not telling us the truth about how it happened. Talking about, like, smoking weed, she's like, yeah, it was it was good. It was really good. <laughs> I liked when I smoked it. Yeah, and, it and then I smoked the, the weed. they're like, really? You smoke weed? And she's like, well, of course. I'm half Jamaican. <laughs> I wish she had done the voice. <laughs> I'm half Jamaican, mom. <laughs> you can't do the voice. That was good, though. It was correct. but And, like, this is... She's also oh. jailed so many people. I was going to say, a woman reason. who has stacked bodies like cordwood under drug charges. A woman who also bragged about the best way to f- combat truancy in the California school system was to threaten the parents yeah, with, with jail time. time. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is absolutely psychotic. I wonder who that affects. Yeah. The Q uh, people should actually be concerned about this because Kamala, through her policies, is actively expanding the foster care system that they are, you know, honestly, kind of rightfully see as like. A hive of child trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, lady. In Dowd's article, she talks about, and I just got to read this whole quote, we need a daughter of a scientist. As a little girl, she watched her mother's uh, test tubes in the research lab mm-hmm. to calculate the best way to get us out of this virus groundhog day. What the f- No, she what didn't. The fuck? That's little such a come weird on. thing I'm to gonna say. I'm going to stop COVID. <laughs> what that the fuck like, are you talking that about? That like you're insane. Oh, yeah, no, dude. Like, my mom's a scientist. I know how to beat this pandemic. In four years, there's going to be a virus. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this, this child's a prophet. <laughs> yeah. They fucking put her in the X-Men school, brother. So Dowd talks about how Kamala's mom is a scientist, but she refrains to mention her dad, uh, who is a Jamaican-born economic theorist who is focused on income inequality uh, and read a lot of Marx and doesn't seem to be a fan of hers. I did as much digging as I could on this. Kamala on her social media and her father on his social media have not mentioned each (laughs) other in years. And he actually spoke out against Kamala when she uh, did that. Uh, what was the the interview? Oh, like the Sway in the Morning. Yeah, when when she was on Sway in the Morning uh, talking about her Jamaican heritage. Yeah. And he was like, her grandmother and my grandmother would be so disappointed to hearing her uh, reduce our heritage to pot smoking. That's so disrespectful. He's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's very that true. What sucks. is it with this election cycle? Because Pete Buttigieg's father is also like, translated Gramsci and is like yeah. a devout Marxist. Yeah. And they're just like scumbag kids. That just means like I can't be political with my children because they will just, I don't know. I know. Worship you, the orb or yeah, something. Could, could you imagine our, our kids listening to this podcast and then just becoming libertarian? Like horrible. <laughs> can't imagine anyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I have on Dowd. We can move on. Uh, yeah. To, hit me with the other one. I'm yeah. curious. So... This article is from the Washington Post. It is by our friend Mark A. Thiessen. Uh, oh, Mark Thiessen. Mark Thiessen. Okay, uh, he's a spe- he was a speechwriter for W. Bush, yes. as well as Donald Rumsfeld, and is a devout uh, proponent of the Iraq War to this day. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Well, of course. That's like the thing he was all about. Yeah, that, that was his whole job, was to write about how that war was good, actually. But he is concerned with... The left's complete fixation with painting Kamala as a centrist uh, uh, in order to okay. fool Americans into letting oh, the left get political her power. Radical. Yeah, because as we oh, know, God. the Biden-Harris ticket is by far the most progressive and Democrat. Yeah. Literally yeah. the most progressive and Democratic party Trump, history. Trump's video about Kamala Harris m- making her seem as if she was a radical leftist, I was like, I wish. Yeah, yeah no, like, that'd like, be kind of oh, cool. Man. Well, that's because he can't play. He can't like criticize her law and order thing because he's the law and order president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like it doesn't matter how far left your candidate is; they will just call them they a socialist. Call regardless. Nancy yeah. Pelosi a socialist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a woman who would have been executed first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she would have been on the block. Yeah. yeah. Well, except until she showed me her feet, she has the pass until then. Yeah, she got the foot pass. Thiessen digs up that Harris quote 
was the most liberal uh, compared to all senators in 2019, even more so than Bernie Sanders, <laughs> according to GovTrack, a nonpartisan oh. government transparency watchdog. GovTrack? So I, I did some, some digging into GovTrack oh, no. and how, how they uh, get collect their records. And they claim that they can just look at p- how people vote and what committees they're on and XYZ factors in order to paint an ideological picture of what that person thinks and believes. And th- their charts do look right in that Democrats are on one end and Republicans are on the other. But the reason why it looks like that and how they get this information is they just track whether certain senators or uh, Congress people are voting alongside other Democrats. So if you vote for a bill that a Democrat sponsors, that makes you more liberal. Right. Oh. So that's that's why Kamala is the most liberal yeah. uh, senator. It's because she votes for more Democrat-run bills and fewer Republican-run and bills than anyone else. Let's acknowledge how shitty so many Democrat bills are. Oh, my God. Oh, they yeah, suck. completely yeah, just draconian. Dog shit. Or the stuff where it's like, they just give they just give Trump like a massive military budget, yeah. so he'll like I don't know acknowledge kneeling as a national pastime or whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's like it's always yeah. trading material suffering yeah. for like bullshit concessions. Donald Trump, we will give you thirty four hundred more Patriot mich- missiles if you wear a kente cloth. Please, <laughs> it just shows that she has such a little backbone. You know what I mean? I would love Donald Trump to become an Afro centrist or even better, an Afro futurist. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Folks, My name is Donald <laughs> Hayabumbe. <laughs> we need to kill the white devils. <laughs> Folks, we can make Wakanda real. I that's, know we can. That's we, right. we went to CPAC. The, the, the panther statue, folks, is going to be so big. There's a hologram around CPAC. <laughs> it, it makes it look like it's a sports bar. We used but to it's actually futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call the whites vampires back in my day. Baron. The original pharaoh, he was black. <laughs> <laughs> but the mummy is white. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hotep Trump. That'd be fucking awesome. Our whole podcast is just about making people Hotep who are not Hotep. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Hotep. Thiessen continues that Harris supports economically ruinous proposals such as the Green New Deal and Medicare for All. No, she fucking doesn't. That was a talking point that Bernie Sanders had during the campaign that everyone had to pair it, otherwise no one would fucking take them seriously. Yeah. yeah and then as soon as Bernie was gone, everyone dropped it. Yeah, even nobody gave be- Even before in the case of Elizabeth Warren, who yeah. like immediately was like, well, you know, you know. You know, my lobbyist. Here's my fat dog. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Here's like, my fat He hog. also calls her an abortion zealot. Which is pretty funny. What, did, what um, does that even mean? Those so guys at Rosemary's Baby, you know, <laughs> That'd be fucking sick. That's how abortion should go. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So uh, Biden supported the Hyde Amendment, mm. uh, yes, which bans did. federal funding of abortions. Ban Sam Hyde. Um, so stupid. <laughs> that sucks. Well, that was a good one, guys. Yeah. Oh my god. No one will know what that means. <laughs> Uh, and then we got this guy on the internet. They say he does a bunch of shootings. <laughs> we kind of get rid of him. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dean. I love the idea of Joe Biden knowing who Sam Hyde is. <laughs> hey, you got the sh- hey, you got the show, Million Dollar Extreme. Yeah, Million Dollar Extreme. They took it off Adult Swim. They said it was too crazy. It's too racist. It's too God. racist. God damn you both. <laughs> Just Joe Biden being aware of any internet figure is so inherently funny. I was looking for this girl. They call her Boxy. <laughs> <laughs> they call her. This is so stupid. This uh, fucking I, sucks. Now I was talking to this girl. She said. That she'd do whatever I said, boomer. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to sniff her hair. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. The Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment. So Biden supported it until he was chastised by Harris, who declared, no woman's ac- access to reproductive health care should be based on how much money she has. We must repeal the Hyde Amendment. Biden quickly surrendered to Harris and the party's pro-abortion radicals. Yes, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The yes, four PD right away. Are you my daughter? <laughs> are you my? Are you my nurse? <laughs> That's what he probably thinks at this point. Yeah. 
I'm just I'm very excited for maybe it'll even happen during the DNC just Kamala like putting a pillow over Biden's <laughs> face as he as he's sitting in his incubation tube ready be, to waiting to go out. What a performance. It'd be so cool. That'd be crazy. It's the inaugural ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his his uh his speech and he's going to address Americans. Mr. Joe. Biden can't come to the phone right now. Why? He's dead. <laughs> Joe Biden dies and is replaced on the ticket by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that would actually rule. I would love that. that. Would be but she so doesn't want awesome. it to seem suspicious, so she puts Chillery Clinton. That's <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Kamala puts Hillary in blackface. <laughs> Even though her and Joe Biden are the same race. <laughs> I need to play this smart. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> She'd do it, too. Can't have, can't have people finding out, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it worked for Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This show's falling off the rails oh so quickly. God. I don't think we were on the rails. No, we were doing all right. We were talking about D&D, and as soon as we tried to talk about anything above Yeah, I was our, trying to learn. Yeah, above, above our, our station. <laughs> He just immediately resorts to Kamala Harris being some kind of moron. <laughs> yeah, who'd have think that, huh? <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> the only one she wouldn't arrest somebody for. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But, yes, Joe Biden did give in to the demands of Yeah, he Kamala gave in Harris. to the demands. His phone uh, Don't be fooled. Joe Biden seems weak and ineffectual, and it seems like he's just going to sit there and do nothing but he is a trojan horse and oh, yes. in inside of him are the extreme leftist politics of kamala harris oh. and she will poke her head out of joe biden and show you the true face of evil which is abortion yeah medicare for all it's, it's pro-abortion well. <laughs> Uh, Green not, New Deal, not Medicare for all. Not no, no, New neither. Of the, but that's what yeah. Mark Thiessen thinks because he's a simpleton. Also, not fucking abortion. Like you yeah. still have control of the goddamn like yeah. Supreme Court. You fucking asshole. It's like completely impossible in yeah. some southern states, especially like yeah. Alabama and Georgia. You just cannot do it. No, anymore. it's impossible. Ah, oh, fuck me. This makes this shit just infuriates me. Yeah, it's no cool way. that they won. Also, <laughs> yeah. I, I I do have to say I read a fair bit of uh, opinion pieces in more reputable papers this time around. I was reading the Times. I was reading Wall Street Journal, yada, yada, yada. So much more mm -hmm. asinine than just reading Globe and Mail and, yeah. Post and like the absolute rags yeah. that we have. Because like, they will say like outlandish and insane shit. Yeah. And it's cool. But these guys are like, uh, Kamala's leftist actually and it's just fucking tedious yeah it's just like come on give yeah. me that give me that gripe give me that random exactly. ass, like i want to tell see me it. tell me kamala got impregnated by an alien yeah fucking tell me how <laughs> libraries are run by nazis actually <laughs> yeah. yeah like there's there's so many other things you could talk about other than just like uh, okay i want to talk about this is a guy who has been driving me nuts for probably like five years and is tangentially related to what's going on uh -huh. are you familiar with randy rainbow Oh, no. Vaguely. <laughs> I know Vaguely. the Reading Rainbow. So, no, Reading Rainbow is sick. Shout out, LeVar. Uh, Randy Rainbow. I don't really know how to describe him other than uh, he's a very gay man who does, like, songs. And sometimes they're parodies, but they're always, like, he does videos about, okay, one of his most famous is Cuomo Sexual, where it was it's a love ballad to Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Which that. was released, like, at the height of COVID-19 in the, well, the first height of COVID-19 <laughs> in the United States. And he's just like this awful, awful, awful man. I hate him so much. And he released a video yesterday called Kamala, which is just a song about Kamala Harris. And this man will never reach the kingdom of heaven. But what's funny is all of his fans are like liberals, you know, like Lincoln Project people too. Yeah. But <laughs> we've started to find like all of his old tweets where he says stuff like, why is it okay for me to buy a white noise machine or call it a white noise machine, especially if it drowns out black noise in my apartment? Or someone's been playing too much D&D. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was, I hate when Asian men try and tuck their balls over their penis. It's like a bald man trying to use a comb over. What? He said, <laughs> he's just saying that like you're trying to make your, your, your penis look bigger. Like as a bald man comes over to try and look like he's not bald. 
So he just has like really like liberal racist. Hang on, I'll be right back. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, let me adjust. I would just like to say, uh, Randy Rainbow, you are the enemy of the podcast (laughs) for this week and every week. He is insufferable. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my, my friend told me today. He's like, <laughs> he literally said, he's like, oh my God, it makes being gay so much more difficult. <laughs> he's like, if I was a child and anybody was even aware of Randy Rainbow in my school, I would be hate crimed every single day <laughs> more than usual. So Randy Rainbow, fuck, I hate this guy so much. And, uh, I, part of me wants to see Kamala and Biden lose just so Randy can shut the fuck up. Yeah. But, Dean, do you also have a beef of the week? Because I got a beef of the week. Oh, why don't you go and then okay. I'll try to find one to right. cap it off. And I have a great a great thing for the next segment. So okay. my, my beef Breaking. of the week this week is District 5 Counselor Bridget Doherty uh, in, here in Kingston. Um, only because on, her, on the website for her description as a counselor, it says she's the Portsmouth District Community Association Leader. She is currently on Correction Canada's panel to restore the prison farms, baby. And so she's my beef of the week. (laughs) Take it away, Dean. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, My beef of the week is with uh, Alex Trebek. Um, Alex Trebek, love you, dog. Stop doing Jeopardy, man. It's not good for your health. You're you're in a bad way. Uh, You've been there a while. You're very old, and you make the game go slower. I would like to watch Jeopardy and have it go like that, folks. You know, I want it quick. That's a really wholesome beat for the week. No, it's not because I'm very mean to him. No, don't be mean to Trebek. I am mean. I like it's uh, time to go, bud. You know what? You uh, had your time. My beef of the week redacted. My beef of the week is Dean. All right. Yeah, my beef of the week is also Dean. Okay. Because fuck that. Trebek is a golden god. I miss Megan. <laughs> <laughs> This guy misses his girlfriend. Fucking uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <a> loser. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> All right, um, should we should we take it away? Should we I should have, we head on home? I have one last thing which we can do just because it's breaking news. Okay. And it's a very So I'm not sure if you're aware, but Liberal Cabinet Minister Bill Morneau resigned today. Yes, oh. he did. He was the finance minister for the government and you know who replaced him yes i do (laughs) christia freeland if you're unfamiliar i would like to read a quick jot on christia freeland and more specifically her maternal grandfather is she hot oh Oh. no i know who this is oh no grandfather michael chomiak or mikhail chomiak in ukraine not a good start had been a journalist before world war ii during the war in nazi occupied poland and later nazi occupied austria he was the chief editor of the anti-semitic daily newspaper news of krakow for the nazi regime Uh uh-oh so if you're unfamiliar canada in general she needs to just get a job not in politics with that kind of a background we don't do politics we have a ukrainian nazi problem in this country yeah there is a monument to the ukrainian nazis multiple and there's the one of the ones that was in the news recently was i believe in oakville because yep. it was vandalized and that's classified as a hate crime hate crime against the, the ukrainian nazi <laughs> <laughs> the nazis so cool. christia freeland is taking over as finance minister yeah okay i've changed my beef of the week again yeah no that's fair i uh i actually read that this morning as i was just like i pulled into work checked my phone and I got the CBC News alert, which is Bill Morneau out, Christia Freeland in. It's Oof. quite astonishing. Like, yeah, I know, like throughout the 50s and 60s and 70s, there were a lot of government officials, both here and in the United States, that had Nazi ties. I mean, Operation Paperclip was an unfounded success. However, <laughs> in 2020, yeah, it is very rare for you to find, like, connections to an actual for real nazi yeah who has now a prominent position within the canadian government so although she is a girl boss i would like to kind of tweak her title a little bit mm-hmm. christia freeland congratulations you were the first girl capo <laughs> of the canadian government and right. we support we yeah. stand we love you we also love you, the listeners. And if you ever want to contribute to the discussion, like Bell Let's Talk, you can you can contribute to the discussion <laughs> and destigmatize emailing mentally ill people. <laughs> you can contact us. Uh, I think uh, you can get community service hours. That's or right. If you're us. in high school, don't email. Our <laughs> LLCS underscore CFRC at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, you know what? We'd love to hear from you. We yeah. really would. But that's been quite an addition of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. 
uh, DJ, play that theme song. There's something happening here, but it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to be away. Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right, everybody's wrong Young people speaking their mind Getting so much resistance from 